Thank you for tuning in to Big Meat Sports Podcast. Before we start this episode, check out this ad. Hey, it's your boy Jose from Big Meat Sports. How are you guys doing on this lovely week? I know some of you guys are out there doing some Christmas shopping, so hopefully I can be of some assistance. And, you know, you're listening to this podcast while shopping. Hey, if you need some pointers, you know, put it on the chat. I might help you out. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm glad that you guys are tuning in. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, a lot uh, for always tuning in. For our frequent viewers, uh, family members, you know, we got Jerome that always tunes in. Thank you, Jerome. I always got to throw a shout out. Adrian, uh, Adrian always shouts out uh, or always uh, listens to the podcast and quite a uh, other few friends that um you know, forget, forgetting to mention right now. Um, but thank you guys always for tuning in. Um, and let's get it. Let's get it on because we got some stuff to talk about. So let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. So Dallas Cowboys uh, squeaked by the Texans 27-23. Now, this thing, you know, talking about playing down the competition. I think this is what uh, the Dallas Cowboys did <laughs> greatly uh, this past week. I think they're they're looking on to uh, probably the Christmas Eve game versus the Eagles. Um, I want to say that they took lightly the Texans, but you didn't see the the firepower that you would like to see, the enthusiasm. Um, it was just not there, especially at the beginning of the game. And when you give a team like the Texans, Colts, any team that's really – thinking that there's, you know, Texans were 17-point underdogs, you know, just to put it that way. Um, knowing that they're they can, they're somewhat in the game, that builds them confidence. And I felt like uh, oh, when the game kept on going on, going along, going along, Texans kept on building that confidence. And look, their secondary was being a little sticky with our, with our, uh, with our uh, wide receiver situation. Um, and we did, a, we did a decent job in a running game, but, we're not on the field as long as we wanted to be. Our defense was on the field a lot. Uh, defensive injuries, we just, we were just getting too many injuries on the defensive side. Uh, Trayvon Diggs got injured, but he did come back. Um, I believe it's a hand injury. Uh, uh, Hankins, which we just got, um, he goes down and looks like a pectoral uh, strain. That's what they're saying. Um, this guy, I think, has been uh, a great a great acquisition for us, especially in the run game, because you can see that the running back totals since he's been back have been, he's been keep, we've been keeping uh, good running backs over a hundred yards. Um, and then when he went down, I think it was kind of, uh, you know, going back to our old ways and giving, you know, runs here and there. Um, but Hey, look, I didn't, what I didn't like about this defense effort was this defense didn't show enough pressure. And maybe it's a scheme thing. Maybe Quinn just want to dial it back, you know, play more coverage, just trust on on our athletes. But I didn't see, like, the blitzing and all the stuff that I we're used to seeing, the pressure. We didn't see it this game. Now, I don't think the Texans had that good, that good of an offensive line to say, hey, look, you know, it was just a great offensive line. I just think we Dan Quinn was in, in his bag to say, to say the least. Um, but what killed us really in this game was the turnovers. Turnovers started with Turpin with that muff punt. Um, then Dak throwing these interceptions, man. And look, I, I mean, I said it last podcast and I'll say it again. This is 
becoming a little concerned. He's been throwing a lot of interceptions, and they had they, they had a little stat. And most of his interceptions have come in the second quarter, uh, none in the second half. But then he ended up throwing one in the second half. Um, I do believe the one in the second half, though, was uh, in tall tale of Josh Ball being at right tackle. Once Terrence Steele went out, I knew the pass protection was going to be an issue. And Josh Ball, I don't know how this guy is still on a roster. He is, this guy is sucks really, really bad. Um, Dak, that second interception that uh, Dak threw, it was because Josh Ball got beat in, uh, to on, on the outside and causing a, you know this defender to hit Dak's arm. Now, I mean, I lo- I liked what I saw, what Peters kind of like took over in that last drive, and basically Peters was the right tackle. Um, I know it's kind of a hard transition, but I think Peters has been in the game such a long time that I think he's kind of used to moving around and, you know, probably probably played right tackle maybe in high school or something. I don't know. But he looked damn damn better than Josh Ball out there. Let's just put it this way. Um, and then that's, you know, when you saw him in there in the game-winning drive, you saw the protection that was needed to be set, and Dak was his surgical. Um, I would like to see that a little bit earlier in the game. But my thing is, and 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 social media would, uh, would make this a big thing. You know, talking about the Cowboys and, you know, barely being the Texans, and you know when it's when it's Dak going, you know, taking their team uh, all the way and a game-winning v- drive. Oh, they shouldn't even been in that uh, place, and and they shouldn't have been in that predicament in the first place. But when Tom Brady does it and everybody else does it, oh, Jalen Hurts, oh my God, look at this. That's what I'm talking. About. MVP candidate, man, oh man, look at this guy. He's the top five quarterback, tech ten. But when Dak does it doesn't get the same respect doesn't get the same respect and which it's it's just it's just funny to me because people will talk about oh well look you know the colts uh i mean the eagles beat down on the giants but if you remember the colts they barely beat the colts and it needed Jalen hurts to go down and score that last second touchdown now where's the same love because the that love for Jalen hurts oh man surgical did what he's supposed to be that's an mvp candidate he you know that's a that's a quarterback right there but when Dak does it it wasn't the same thing it wasn't and i know you know people saying oh because cowboys and this and that give you ptsd i think steve young said that um it's crazy to think about how cowboys are held at a different standard um and again, Tom Brady will do the exact same thing, and we're loving Tom Brady. But when Dak does it, not so much, you know. So I, it it's it's just frustrating to me to see this, uh, and, and you know, and it's just haters talking. It's haters talking. You're either gonna love the Cowboys or you're gonna hate them. And when you hate them, there's a lot of there's more haters than than there there are uh, there are people for the Cowboys. But hey, look, we won the game. Win's a win, and I'll take it. I'll take it no matter what. Um, we've we've got a lot of injuries. Um, Cowboys did sign T.Y. Hilton and to help out this offense, which is a good thing because you kind of, you know, you heard the rumors about OBJ and him being out there. But to me, 
I really, it was kind of a little skepticism because um, I really didn't see OBJ posting workout videos. Because when you see that, when you see somebody trying to get picked up on a team or whatever the case may be, and especially coming from an injury standpoint, you're seeing workout videos of them cutting on a dime, uh, you know, just doing normal routine work on the field one-on-one and stuff like that. But you didn't see that from the OBJ camp. So I just felt like it was kind of an issue with this knee, that this knee is really, really not healthy yet. And for them to say, hey, look, he might be ready for playoff time. Well, how do you how do you know if he's ready for playoff time? What, you're going to be ready for a Super Bowl for one game? No, we don't need that. I think uh, the good signing was T.Y. Hilton. He's healthy. He just hasn't been picked up by a team. Um, I don't know what the issue was for him not be, being picked up, being picked up by a team, but hey, I like the signing. Give us gives us a veteran presence on, in that locker room and gives us kind of a deep threat. Now is he still that deep threat as some years pass? Hey, um, you never know. But then I, I wanted to see James Washington in this in this past game, and you really didn't see James Washington get any you know attempts. I mean, he got that one <laughs> that one uh, attempt where he got blasted and and it was incomplete. But I was really rooting for James Washington, and he still can be in there. But um, I think they're gonna they're gonna run deep in the wide receiver core. Um, but you know that's that's my take on this game. I just look again. I'll take wins and ugly wins and uh, this time of the year when knowing that we got a lot of injuries and we're still pulling through. And again, I'm hoping they can address this right tackle situation. Hopefully Peters is taking most of the snaps. I'm, I don't want this rotation type thing. Uh, we need somebody to solidify that right tackle position because, hey, Tyron is coming back and you know Tyler is going to right guard. So with that offensive line, it, it's going to be a strength to our advantage right now, and especially coming down to the wire. Now, I hate that Steele went out. This guy has been playing awesome, playing lights out. You know, he's been proving the doubters wrong ever since he stepped in the league. And, and I was one of those doubters. Hey, he, he, did not, he did not play well starting off, but this guy has been continuously working on his game and has been just doing an awesome job, and it sucks that he got torn ACL and out for the season. Hopefully, he gets uh, a quick rehab, and we'll see him at the beginning of the season, but it does suck. But, hey, look, Dallas got that win. We're still two games behind the Eagles, and hopefully the Eagles can lose this week. We beat the Eagles on the 24th, and and we can take over that number one spot. But um, the other game I want to talk about is, look, Dolphins versus Chargers. This game was ugly for the Dolphins, and they lost 23-17. But, ah, oh, man, Tua, this is two games bad in a row, bro. This is two games bad in a row. You were 10 for 28 for 145 yards. I, I mean, coming into this game, I thought that the Dolphins would take advantage of the Chargers being so poorly on run defense. But I think that the Chargers... They one, I, I don't think the Dolphins stuck stuck with the wrong game. They should have because when they had some good runs, they they're you know gashing them for eight six yards a carry. But I do think something did happen, and and it goes back to the San Francisco game. Um, and I think San Francisco maybe put out a blueprint, so it's t- 
time for McDaniels to hey, let's uh let's get a better game plan going on here. Because it looks like every time that the Dolphins go play action, it's deep down the middle. Crossers, whatever, post routes, whatever the case may be, but it's deep down the middle. And you saw this with the linebackers for the Chargers, and you saw this linebackers, and I, again, the blueprint was, I think, put out there by the Niners that the linebackers would just drop back deep in the middle, and you're taking away that throwing lane. And I think that the Dolphins, one, need to stick with the run and need to start throwing, you know, outside, out routes and, you know, check it down like, hey, Tua. You don't have to go deep down the middle every single time. I know Tyreek Hill is a freakish athlete, but sometimes you just got to take that check down, Mara. Um, and I do think that, again, the Niners did show something and show a little blueprint of a, bringing, dropping the linebackers as deep as you can. As deep, they're they were dropping like 10, 10 yards deep to cover these, you know, crossers and you know, post routes and, and so on and so forth. So it needs to, you know, it, it's a scary time now, right now, because now it's playoffs are coming around the corner. I I don't think they can I it's it'll be a miracle if the Dolphins can go ahead and beat the beat the Bills on Saturday night. It'll be a miracle. But you're going to have to go on a three-game winning streak to end the season with Green Bay, I believe the Patriots, and Jets, which it is all doable. But, you know, this was a bad West Coast road trip for the Dolphins. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those times in the season where it's like it's, it's a little rough patch for them. And we got to see how they, they respond. Um, again, I don't think they will respond versus the Bills. If they do, that is that has to build their confidence up. Um, but again, this offense has to adjust some play calling because this play calling is getting is getting uh, a little predictable in, in the eyes of, of all the defense and all defensive coaches, and they're seeing this. Um, it's a copycat league, so you're going to see a lot of defenses just copying and what the 49ers and Chargers did to the to, – to the Dolphins, and then Tua needs to be better also. Um, just the passing-wise, um, be more on target. He's been off lately. Um, he just needs to, I don't know, drink some of that, you know, good juice, you know, that MJ juice, and get back on get back on track. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's it about this game. I didn't want to uh, make a long podcast, um, but for you guys tuning in on YouTube, Twitch, and all the live performances, I do have – my knucklehead play of the week. Now, this this knucklehead play of the week does come to you, brought to you by a high school football game. Um, this game was this is a state championship game. Um, this state championship game got decided on one bad call and one bad call by the referee. And holy crap, I am going to show you this. And I don't know if they can replay this game or something, but this sucks for those kids that lost this game due to this call. And I'll sh- and let's let's just show you. Formation in the first quarter on the opening drive of the game. Number Frank seven has the ball and never comes right. nowhere close. He is for official single. Nowhere close to the end zone. He's stopped at the one yard line. First quarter on the. He is stopped at line. 
and they still give him the touchdown. Now that referee boy, he must have had some money on that game because you can clearly see from the side angle where that referee that put up his hands for a signal for a touchdown, you can see clearly that he wasn't in. I don't know what this referee was watching, but I'm pretty damn sure he had some hefty money on his game to make sure these these people win. It sucks for that team. It sucks for that team, that defensive team. Uh, I, I, I didn't even look up uh, of what uh, what high school it was. Maybe you can comment below. Um, but it sucks for those young kids because they had the state championship. They had the stop that they needed, and they did it, and they should have won the state championship. And you, that referee took it away from them. Man, oh, man, that sucks. But, um, uh, hey, look, it was a short podcast today. Um, couldn't get any uh, co-hosts going on and i know it's going to be a busy week for uh me because it's you know trying to get trying to lose some weight before this uh before this holiday season so i gotta be working out and know that a lot of people are gonna you know my co-hosts are busy as well going out there and getting their gifts for their loved ones um so hey again thank you for tuning in don't forget to check us out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitch, YouTube, all the major platform. Instagram, hit us up on Instagram. Hey, love you guys. Happy holidays. If I don't see you, if you don't hear from me from now, but happy holidays. And we'll catch you on the next episode.